Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. So hello and welcome to another edition of Technology Expresso Radio. Uh, this is Jacqueline Sanders Blackman along with my co-host. Hi, Dave Blackman. And we have a special edition of Technology Expresso with, in collaboration with Next Level Technology Foundation uh, with a guest. Hold on. Sorry. <laughs> I made the first mistake. <laughs> Hold on. Let me back up just one second. Okay. All right. Hi, this is a special edition of Technology Expresso Radio in collaboration with Next Level Technology Foundation founder Felicia Francis. And so first of all, I want to welcome Felicia. Thank you, Jacqueline. It's always great uh, attending and of, of course being part of this uh, great show and everything that you and David have uh, established with Technology Expresso. So thanks again for having me. Absolutely. And one of the things is that we're on the eve of an annual event hosted by Next Level Technology Foundation, Felicia. It's something that you put together, and it's a wonderful thing for the community. So maybe I'll, I'd like to let you set us up a little bit uh, about that event, which is, is the reason why we're having this conversation with our other special guests tonight. So I'll have you first set us up, and then we'll introduce our special guest. Awesome. Thank you, Jacqueline. Uh, yes, uh, Next Level Technology Foundation Incorporated, it was founded back in 2011 at the educational arm of the local Atlanta chapter of the National Organization, mm -hmm. EPA. Um, it was actually um, founded and formed so we could have a way that a lot of the organizations or individuals themselves would be able to donate money um, to um our educational program for our students. Um, this gives them a way to, um, you know, get give give back to the community while also giving back to themselves at the end of the year. Since this is a 501c3 organization, but uh, the organization itself, uh, as stated, as the educational arm for the Atlanta chapter, it helps to raise money for the local HSC program, which is the high school computer competition um, program. Um, within this program, the BDPA um, National Organization uh, have established this program about 30 years ago where they go and teach um, high school students from ninth grade to 12th grade how to build well-based applications. And they build them from scratch. And so they teach them from um, learning how to create and connect databases all the way to um, having a functional um, web-based application itself, uh, creating the UI design and ensuring that this is something that can be used anywhere for any company uh, to solve any problem they have. 
Uh, well, in order to do this, of course, it requires training. It requires us to, you know, provide a, a place for them to be able to learn how to build these web-based applications. And then, of course, um, during that time that we're teaching them, we provide lunch to the students as well. One of the other main things uh, in this program, um, several of the students are selected to be on the team to go and compete against the other HSCC students from the other chapters across uh, the United States at the National uh, National um, BDPA conference. And at this conference, they get to compete and build an application based on the knowledge and the information and the skills that they've learned uh, over the past year from the local chapter, and they're able to compete for scholarship prizes. Um, the national conference itself is held in various cities. This year is in Atlanta, but in order for the kids to be able to compete for those scholarship prizes, we have to actually, you know, pay for their registration, also pay for um, their lodging at the hotel itself, and then any activities, and of course, any um, food that um, is needed and required for them. So this can add up. It can become a cost. Uh, we don't want the local chapter itself to have to be learning and concerned about raising money uh, for the students, and nor do we want the students or the parents of the students to be concerned about these costs. So one of the things we do, um, we decide to put on a signature annual event, and that's where Next Level Technology Foundation came into play. We created this one-of-a-kind um, event. And it's called the Minority IT Executive um, Forum. And with this, we have different C-level executives from various uh, corporations, uh, entrepreneurs themselves who've been very successful in what they've done. And we have them to come and share their knowledge and, and, and share with the people who are in attendance um, what they're doing, how they've done it, what kind of you know walls or glass ceilings they've had to break down on their way of coming up through the different ranks. So this event itself is, 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 is used to not only raise money for the students, but it also is out there to mentor and educate um, professionals that are already in uh, the professional field, but also others who are uh, seeking advancement or trying to you know, uh, improve upon their leadership or maybe even go off themselves and become entrepreneurs. So that's about the event itself. I know I talked a long time <laughs> and took up most of uh, the time here, but we don't want to take that time away from um, the actual guests themselves. But, you know, I get very excited about uh, the organization and, of course, what it's doing for um, our youth and our students and how important this event is. Um, so that's, that's, that's about the event in a nutshell. Um, of course, I'll get more details later, but I'm going to turn it back over to you, Jacqueline, so that I can at least give myself a chance uh, to breathe. <laughs> no, that was it's a lot of information, but I, I can understand your excitement over both the, the program, how Next Level helps support it financially, and the upcoming flagship event uh, where we have the IT Minority Executive Forms. And with that in mind, one of those people that will be speaking, uh, which is well worth coming out to, to hear, is 
M. Cole Jones. So, hello, M. Cole. How are you doing? Hello, hello. How are you? We are excellent and very excited to, to have you with us. Um, I'm excited to be here, to be a part of it. Thank you for the invitation. Absolutely. You know, we have a wide variety uh, of audience that listens and follows Technology Expresso. Uh, we're kind of aligned with BDPA in that we have listeners from the classroom all the way to the, the boardroom. And, you know, when I like to, you know, I keep introductions brief because I could read someone's uh, credentials and um, talk about where you worked and where you went to school. But at the end of the day, it's all about the story, the backstory that I think is so important. And, you know, I, our listeners like to hear your story because it's something they can identify with. But let me say you're a co-founder, an author, and also known as a sports techie. You're part of a next-gen venture partnership, uh, co-founder of Covello, and also known as 40 Under 40 Initiatives. So th that's just a sampling, but fill in all the blanks that I didn't cover there and just kind of talk to us and maybe start us back to where you got your first spark in and introduction to technology and how it's come to where you are today. So take it away. Sure, absolutely. So uh, with me and technology, uh, believe it or not, uh, despite being a co-founder of a technology company, uh, technology uh, was not, you know, my first language, you know, I barely could even spell the word technology, let alone, you know, code and, and you know, just uh, get into the core development of, you know, building out a technology company. I'm, I'm your marketing brand and strategy guy. But what started my journey was in 2011, you know, I, I had a career of doing a lot in regards to making other folks money, uh, other companies money, and kind of behind the scenes is focusing on the execution and the tangibles and uh, work stateside and abroad, you know, just done a lot of great work uh, for other people. Um, so at this point in my time, uh, at this point in my life, I was looking and saying, well, you know, well, what, what's next for me? What, what career could I uh, get into that will allow me to ultimately create generational wealth. That was my goal. You know, so what is that next move? And the uh, long story short, technology ended up being that route I decided to go with. So um, how, it, how it happened is uh, I used to be the person in the family who you would come to when you would uh, want to know which phone you should get, you know, which, which new cell phone or smartphone would be ideal for you to purchase. Now, uh, back then, you know, we didn't have uh, phones coming out, you know, every few months or every other week. <laughs> it was a little bit slower, you know, but I was that guy in the family. So I came across, in doing some research, I came across this technology called NFC, Near Field Communication. It's basically allowed for you to um, uh, transfer information between um, devices. Uh, the best example I can give today that people can relate to is where you can use your phone to tap and pay. Uh, the way that technology uh, works is uh, it uses NFC. So as a marketing and brand uh, person, I was like, wow, this technology is awesome. Like, man, well, I can do something with this technology. But I ran into a little uh, uh, brick wall. I'm like, well, I I'm not a technologist. I'm not, I'm not a coder. I'm not a software engineer. And 
barely even know what any, any, of, the, any of those things mean. So, you know, how can I begin to, you know, matriculate and move through this, this space? So that kind of began my journey in the technology space. I decided that, well, uh, the best way for me to become an expert in this space is to position myself to begin to read, research, and write about it. You know, at least I can write about it, I can break it down, I can explain what makes sense, and you know, eventually I began to read, write, and keep a blog, and uh, begin to uh, contribute to thought leadership in that space, and I be- uh, quickly began to be recognized as a thought leader, you know, for NFC. And I got invited to the first uh, NFC conference in North America where uh, you know, I just hopped on a plane, uh, looked at my girlfriend at the time, who was now my wife, been married a year and a half. And Congratulations. Said, well, thank you, thank you. <laughs> she said, so, so you're just going to go to the conference and you don't have any you know, arrangements Know, for lodging or anything, I'm like I'm, this is this is my opportunity to take this risk and, and step out there. So so that's what I did. I went to that conference, uh, connected with uh, you know some very influential companies and individuals in that space, and I began writing and blogging for one of the leading publications at the time for uh, NFC Near Field Communications, and uh, that really began to position me. Uh, well within this within the tech community because especially stateside that technology was still kind of foreign and even foreign today in regards to uh, people being fully aware of how so many different experiences using your mobile device uh, and, and, and other devices uh, using the NFC so that's how it, it began my journey in the technology space you know my goal was to enter an industry that will allow me to create <clears throat> generational wealth, you know, money that my grandkids can touch, essentially, that's what I used to tell myself. So um, when my now wife, Nadia, uh, wanted to pursue her PhD, um, she decided she wanted to uh, go to Clark Atlanta University, had a great education leadership program that she fell in love with. So uh, we moved her here in 2010, you know, I was on my journey in 2011, as I just mentioned, and coming down here, I saw the opportunity uh, that the tech space in Atlanta was budding. So I made the move permanent for myself in 2011, uh, began uh, to position myself with the NFC technology. I held an NFC boot camp here in Atlanta, uh, and I strategically began working for the Technology Association of Georgia as their director of corporate relations. And then uh, after I did that for a year, the entrepreneur bug was just itching. And I went ahead and launched my company in 2013. Amazing, amazing. Again, that's what I I love about when people tell their journey. It's so much more than what you might see, you know, on on a a resume or a, a list of your credentials. So... Yeah, yeah, that was a great segue as well, um, Cole, because my next question was to tell us about your company, Covello. How was it created, and uh, what were some of the uh, major milestones of accomplishment uh, to date? Yeah, so uh, my company, Covello, uh, which means collaborative growth, so we refer to ourselves as a collaborative growth company, and essentially, you know, we craft experiences, build products, and inspire new thinking for enterprises, brands, and startups. Uh, and the, the story of how we got started was <laughs> um, in the tech space, uh, especially 
in Atlanta, but really everywhere, there's a big disconnect between your large companies, your 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 enterprises, your your brands, your uh, with startups. You know, so when I first got into the technology space in Atlanta, when I was working for the Technology Association of Georgia, you know, I, I interfaced with a lot of the C-level executives uh, with the various Fortune 500, 150 companies. Um, so, so for me. Uh, to sit back and observe it and have a different relationship, I saw a huge disconnect. A huge disconnect, and uh, it also kind of presented an opportunity. Um, the, the obstacle was you had your large companies with the access and the resources, uh, and then you had your small companies, the startups of the world that were hungry, ambitious, ambitious, uh, really driven, uh, aspiring to do great things, but they didn't have the money, the resources, or the access to those large companies. So there, there was just this huge disconnect between large and small working together, playing playing together in that, that sandbox. So we used to hold these uh, innovation uh, roundtables, if you will, at one of the co-working spaces in, in Atlanta what it, um, called Hypopotamus. And there we would, you know, it will be a group of um, uh, C-level innovators and uh, a few startups and just folks who was interested and invested in the space in the community we would just get together and begin to talk about this problem of how we can help you know, large and small companies work together because if they would collaborate they'll be able to move faster you know they'll be able to you know um, work with the small companies which would be more cost effective to help them you know create their um uh, in product or be more innovative, be more disruptive. And uh, so during those conversations, I just saw there was a huge need for a company to come in as an execution variable to kind of help facilitate the execution of those relationships. So one day, um, I had a bad day at work and my business partner, Michael, <laughs> he had a bad day as well. And we said, well, why, why don't we, you know, pursue that idea of this company that, that we've been talking about, about filling in that void, helping large and small companies work, to grip, work together and create these different type of experiences and products for for enterprises and brands and do it in a way that they're not necessarily used to where there's always a tangible output you know, at the end. So I said to my business partner, I'm like, yeah, you want to go ahead and do that? I'm like, okay, yeah. So we just started whiteboarding. And, uh, you know, what we thought this company would look like and, uh, you know, what would be the purpose of it and, you know, and and, and all of that. And uh, that is that actually began the journey of Cavello, you know, us just kind of stepping out, taking that risk. And and shortly thereafter, um, I I left my job and that's when it became real Uh, before the before we named the company Cavello, our internal name was How to Eat. You know, I only had about six months worth of uh, money saved up, and you know, before you know, you know, my, my now wife would start asking questions. You know, so <laughs> I mean, that ended up, uh, you know, things ended up working out well for us in regards to, you know, when we actually began to, you know, form the company. Uh, three months later, we secured AT and T as our first enterprise client. You know, so so when you think about milestones. Uh, actually, uh, Friday will make three years for us. You know, August fifth, twenty thirteen is when we started, and 
I'm a numbers guy, so you know, eight plus five equals thirteen. So it must have been destined for us to, you know, start our uh, company, you know, during that time. So uh, August, well, this Friday makes three years. So that's a, a milestone for us. And for most small businesses, when you make that, when you reach that three-year mark, you're either gonna, you know, continue to accelerate, or you may begin to think if this is something that you really want to do. So fortunate for us, you know, we're you know, continuing to, to move forward with our business and, and also with our ability to begin to diversify uh, in, in other arenas. Uh, so the other milestone, which I just mentioned, is us being able to secure AT&T as our first enterprise client, um, as well as us being able to generate over half a million dollars of revenue within our first year for other uh, small businesses working with us collaboratively, which goes to the first goal of us wanting to be able to help get access to work with large companies uh, for smaller ones. So um, those are some key milestones for us, and uh, we were just excited that we were able to achieve those uh, milestones and looking forward to achieving many more. Absolutely, and, and congratulations on, yes. on many fronts. And, you know, I, 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 as you're talking, I'm kind of uh, translating in my mind and visualizing uh, our audience as they listen to this. And some of them are probably, you know, pumping their fists in the air going, that's what I'm talking about, you know, that's what I want to do. But, you know, all, you know, there's a, a couple of things every now and then I'd like to just make sure, underscore a couple of key points. You did mention that six months, you know, just, just to, you know, I can see some just tomorrow wanting to walk in and just, you know, slamming their laptops on their boss's desk and walking out without, you know, any type of backup. You, you do have to have some type of uh, runway in, in front of you. But, oh, yeah. uh, and, uh, you know, as smooth as you make it sound, I, you know, there's always a little uh, bit of challenges or ups and downs and roadblocks and even maybe some times of uncertainty when you're starting a business. Um, so would you be kind enough to share with us, too, maybe some of those parts of, of your journey as well? Oh, absolutely. So, uh, again, when we first started, uh, you know, it, it was definitely a risk for us. Now, what helped is, you know, I, you know you know, we had an interest of being able to kind of help solve this problem of some collaborative entity that can that can speak enterprise, that can speak large company, but also can speak small company. So by us being a part of those in, those innovation roundtables, which, which was held at one of the uh, then local co-working spaces, Hypotamus, it allowed us to kind of get validation that there was a need, you know, for this. So that that helped, but it, it didn't necessarily make the journey you know, easy. Uh, we, yes, we were fortunate in securing AT&T as our first enterprise client within three months. But that was a relationship that was established three years ago. So three years ago, when I went to the NFC you know, conference you know, that I got invited to, I met a gentleman there who became a mentor and who ended up uh, working for AT&T. So if I didn't stay in contact with them, you know, focusing on the relationship, you know, then that opportunity would not have happened for you know, Cavello, you know, after three months, you know, of, uh, but if you think about it, that was really me cultivating a relationship over three years, you know, and uh, it, it, it worked out for us there. But again, you just can't build a business off of one client, you know, so um, after we secured AT&T as our first client, it wasn't that the very, you know, next month or next few months that we, we secured another client, we had to identify 
a business model that, that, that made sense to our customer. And that was a little challenging because here we are, you know, we, we're, we're young guys, you know, with this company going to corporations saying that you should spend money on us. You know, I mean, we, we didn't work the corporate suite for, you know, five years, you know, and, and, and we, you know, wasn't a employee at XYZ company for several years either. It was just that we thought there was a huge need and because of our diverse background, we can solve the problem, you know. So we so we did have several attempts where we, you know, failed and failure is a part of, you know, running a startup. Even when we first created our company, we had two other co-founders uh, of Cabello and uh, within the first year of us, you know, trying to get new business, trying to pursue different um, services that we thought was a good fit for us ended up not being a good fit for us and those co-founders ended up not being a good fit for for Cabello so we had to make some tough decisions internally and we had to make some tough decisions uh, when it came to you know the type of work we were pursuing you know so so very early on we were challenged to see whether or not this company was something that we was going to be able to to do you know so um, we just had to step up and not be afraid to make those decisions or take those risks, but definitely failure was a huge part of, you know, our journey. And it still is today. You know, um, we, we have on our whiteboard, you know, fail better, mm-hmm. you know, which means that, you know, whatever direction you take, you can't be afraid to uh, move that direction, but you just need to learn from it and, and rebound as fast as you can. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, continued success to you and your uh, 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 company, uh, M. Cole. And everyone, i like to point to his their website that's covello that's c-o-v-e-l-l-o dot c-o for more information about them and fascinating things that they're doing uh within their space and we are technology expresso here and log in to technology expresso.com that's e-x-p-r-e-s-s-o for this conversation, recording of this conversation, and other fascinating conversations with some of the movers and shakers in the IT industry across the country. Jacqueline? Absolutely. And don't forget, we're interviewing M. Cole tonight because he's going to be one of the panelists, one of those people that are be on the panel uh, at the IT Minority Executive Forum here in Atlanta this yes. Thursday. So if you don't have your ticket, Definitely go out to Eventbrite and stay tuned for this conversation uh, because Felicia, who is the uh, creator and coordinator um, and the also the executive director of the Next Level Technology Foundation, which sponsors this forum, she's got some important information that you're going to want to hear about how to get tickets and maybe even how to get a free ticket. So yes. stay tuned. <laughs> yes, and they are one of the proud sponsors of Technology Express Oil. Absolutely, well. absolutely. You know, I want to circle back. Speaking of, of partners, you, you touched upon something too, is you originally had uh, some other co-founders. And that's really interesting too, when you have a, when you working with and creating a company and um, working with partners or forming partners, you really have to be careful about who you create those partnerships with. And so even that in itself can be a challenge. But it, it sounds like now that you and your immediate co-founder um, have found that, that right mix. What are some of the things that, that 
people have to do and look for when they're forming these partnerships because I, I is for example I know someone that recently probably went on a 12-month detour from where they were going just because they got with the the wrong group and um, just totally got derailed so what your thoughts there yeah so it, it's very very important that you know you identify you know your strength each person identify their strength and each person identify their weakness you know, and then for everyone just to be honest with each other, you know, because you want to be able to properly balance each other. And um, uh, each person needs to, you know, be clear about, you know, their professional goals and their personal goals with respect to where they are currently in their life. I mean, th that is so key. And one thing that we did, which allowed us to be able to make the decisions we had to make, you know, as, as, as early as we did, uh, was we had one-on-ones. Uh, each team, member, each team member would meet. You know, well, each partner would meet one-on-one, -on -one, as well as we uh, had meetings where we would, um, you know, have team meetings. You know, those times, you know, we would, um, you know, we would have time to discuss business, but then we also had time where we would, we would uh, uh, be to ourselves and talk about our workplace culture and. Uh, how we felt about certain things and some decisions that were, that were made and how we felt about the energy and the working relationship that we, we had with one another. And because we emphasized that so much in the beginning, we got a chance to really see, you know, the, the true lens of, you know, each person that was on our team. And it wasn't so much that they uh, weren't good people because they were. It wasn't so much that they were, were uh, you know, assets to the company. They just wasn't a good fit to you could carry on in that co-founder capacity because, you know, again, our internal name was how to eat. So for Michael and I, the focus was, you know, we need to start generating revenue where for our other two co-founders, they necessarily wasn't in the same position that we were in. You know, we were, you know, two young black boys, you know, not having a nest egg, you know, trying to be able to uh, navigate through the technology space and keep our lights on. <laughs> so. Absolutely. And, and you know, ironically, sometimes that hunger and drive will make you be creative and will make you take some extra risk. You know, sometimes you can be in a space where you're not willing to make the risk and you're trying to um, just make everything perfect and align. And the whole innovation, technology, and entrepreneur space, it's, it, it takes a little bit of risk taking, you know, putting some things on the line and, and you and your partner have to kind of have that that same type of uh, energy and view about risk-taking too as well which it sounds like you guys have made some very good calculated risk but but um, and it's, it's really paid off for you I mean absolutely I mean the risk paid off you know now one thing that you know I'm not mentioning is just, you know the fact that the process that we went through to you know to show to kind of validate and give confirmation of some of our assumptions, you know. Now, I did speak to the fact that we saw that there was a need, you know, for large and small companies to work together and to create experience to build products, you know, to help companies how to, to think differently. But we also had to go out and see, okay, if we did create a company like this, would XYZ company want to work with us? So we will go talk to those companies, you know, and, you know, to, to kind of, have a first customer in mind, so to speak. So even as we continue to grow now, when we think about the products that we want to roll out, the products that we have, 
uh, built a bus track and application for Atlanta Public Schools, for example. You know, before we began that pro- project, we, we did some outreach to some other school districts to see that if they'll be interested in something like this. You know, because, you know, we want to, you know, not just build one thing and can't use it again, you know, but um, if there's interest, you know, for other, you know, clients, then we definitely want to be able to uh, keep that in mind and keep them engaged in the process, you know, it's that lead generation, that business development, you know, so um, taking risks is great. You want to be strategic, you want to be calculated, and you want to have some type of validation in a process that you actually exercise to kind of help you be able to better gauge and forecast in the future. Well, that's fascinating, Nicole, and that was a great segue as well when you talk about validation. And we'd like to hear about some of the significant people and the mentors that you had along the way. I'm, I'm, I'm sure uh, you and your team had uh, some great uh, conversations with some of the intellectuals at the next level, some of these large companies that that basically showed you that there was a need uh, for this niche here that you've carved out in uh, uh, between these large companies and the small companies. And I see a lot of parallels in that with, with uh, Technology Expresso as we try to bridge the technical divide with uh, small businesses and individuals, large companies and small businesses as well. So again, who was some of the most significant people that you've uh, spoken to along the way? It's, well, the very first person I will mention that was of significance was, you know, was my mom. Like, my mom was such a disruptive person. I didn't really realize how disruptive she was until I you know, got into, you know, being a, being a adult. Uh, but then also getting into, into this space, she just had an amazing way of being able to make things happen or being creative or just continuing to recreate herself, you know, or to start in one direction and then pivot, as we said, in the tech space, you know, so I, I took a lot of, you know, my creativity from her of just saying, okay, well, here's my, here's the hand that, you know, I've been dealt, you know, these are the cards that I have, you know, so let me take what I have and, and maximize it and, and, and create the best position that I can and, 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 uh, uh, leverage each and every situation uh, to the best of my ability. So she was the uh, first person I would mention um, in, in the technology space, someone that um, I, I look up to. There's a serial entrepreneur by the name of Paul Judge, an awesome guy, uh, well-known and respected um, uh, in the technology space and with a particular skill set and, and security. Um, and I'm, I, I don't see Paul... Uh, as a, well, I'm not praising him as, you know, him being a serial entrepreneur or, you know, him, you know, having uh, several uh, successful exits. But what I uh, admire most about him is his uh, ability to um, uh, be a, it's like, uh, how he thinks. And now this is my assumption from, from what I observe, and I hope I'm right. You know, but uh, essentially, um, he has the ability to focus on a few things a quarter. Now, as a serial entrepreneur and as an investor, you know, you get a lot of opportunities presented to you. You know, so uh, I, I just, I just, you know, from my interactions with him and just talking with him and seeing how he operates is that he has the ability to, to focus on a few things at a time. And it seemed as though... 
each quarter he has a a primary and a secondary focus. And no matter who he meets or what opportunities may come his way uh, or what uh, things he may want to pursue, he focuses on those things he established at the beginning of the quarter and he finishes. So what I took from that is that, you know, we as entrepreneurs, you have all these ideas and so many things that you want to do, but you can't pursue them all. You know, there's, there's no way. And, but you'd be surprised if you focus primarily on a few things and you have your secondary focus, et cetera, that you'll be much more effective and efficient. So that's what I admire most about him um, is his, his ability. And that really has helped me uh, on my journey now with my company going into you know, our third year and me beginning to diversify you know, my streams of revenue as far as pursuing other opportunities. It's just that level of focus. So. I definitely uh, respect and admire him uh, a lot in regards to that. So, you know, I just want to, I guess, give some love to my mom and, and Paul Judge. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, Got to give mom love. Got to. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Um, you know, and that said, let, let me um, pause for a minute and let me circle back to. We've had Felicia. We, we've let her rest her voice for a few minutes. But Felicia, are you still with us? I am still here and, and hearing about this this uh, tremendous journey that M. Cole has, uh, you know, gone through uh, in his young adult life here and stuff. And it's just amazing, amazing things and stuff. And, you know, this type of story, his insight, and, and of course, him himself being able to tell his story, um, this is going to help a lot of the different people who will be attending the event on Thursday, August the 4th at the Crown Plaza Ravinia for the Minority IT Forum. So, um, M. Cole, what you're doing right now, you yourself, you're mentoring. You're mentoring the listeners. You'll be mentoring the different participants at the IT Forum itself. So uh, you, you have a lot to offer, a lot of insight, and of course, uh, a lot of advice uh, for everyone who will be attending. Well, thank you. I greatly uh, appreciate it, and uh, I don't take uh, you know uh, my journey, uh, my failures, or success for granted. And if I can, you know, affect one person or or, or a few, or I mean, that's great. And um, I just uh, believe that. You know, the good things that come to you, you have to give back. And that's how, you know, you pay it forward. Uh, although my company is a technology company, uh, our core competency is not technology, it's relationships. So, you know, that, that's how I, that's how we got started. And if it's uh, not broke, don't fix it. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And I, I just want to say to our audience, again, this is just a sample or a soundbite, so to speak, um, just to come out and be in the presence and be among other like-minded people who are, you know, innovators, intellectual, they're go-getters, and they're achievers. They're not just talking about, they're making it happen. And to be in that presence and that energy is always a, a, wor a, a worthwhile investment. Um, you know, we often say, you need to invest in yourself. You need to invest, and it's not just uh, 
just following a, a single path. It's about expanding your network, expanding the people that you're around so that you're in the, the space where other people with the same energy, positive energy um, and action oriented so that you can hear, learn. And so I implore everyone, there's still an opportunity to get tickets and Felicia, again, they're available on Eventbrite, and maybe you can elaborate specifically what they should, uh, how they should go to Eventbrite and the, the ticket cost, if you wouldn't mind. Of course. Um, um, as Jacqueline stated, it is out on Eventbrite. If you do a search on annual minority IT, IT executive forum, you will find an event for this Thursday. That's August the 4th. The event starts at 6 o'clock. Uh, and will last until nine. Uh, the tickets for the event itself is fifteen. I mean, I'm sorry, seventy five dollars <laughs> for one ticket. It's definitely not fifteen. But I, I like I like that price. Seventy five dollars. <laughs> uh, that was a nice will, price. Uh, have a sit down dinner, and I'm talking a full course dinner, even dessert, uh, that will come with it, and a lot of great uh, mentoring from M. Cole and other uh, panelists. And then you'll also be entertained by uh, some of our actual students. You get to hear and see um, the kind of work that we've been doing from a BDPA um, um, standpoint. So make sure you come out. Um, the ticket is, uh, as I stated, $75, but it's so worth that 75 Like we stated, you will be getting mentoring advice from M. Cole. Uh, you get to see the students. It's going to a good cause. And um, also, one of the other main things is you'll be able to make some connections, like M. Cole stated. It's, it's, it's very important that you make connections. You'll be able to do that at this event. Because um, afterwards, you know, 30 minutes afterwards, we always have where people do a little networking. So going to be a lot of different people, a lot of different backgrounds, but all related to IT coming together. So come on out, uh, August the 4th again at 6 o'clock. And it's until nine, but it's for a worthy cause. Now, if you are a company or organization out there, you want to bring um, a group of people, you can definitely purchase a table. Um, that's a table of 10 uh, for $1,500. So um, think about that. Bring out uh, your group, bring out your coworkers, um, have your company to come in and uh, sponsor a table. And that way you can have the different people from your uh, organization to come out and share this knowledge and this experience. Absolutely. And let me piggyback that as well because it, it, I want to share also um, in the previous years I've had some of our interns come to the uh, Minority Executive Forum and not only did they get so much and, and just were thrilled to be able to shake hands and meet uh, achievers and uh, innovators and entrepreneurs such as M. Cole. But the other thing that they were really impressed with was also the students. And I remember one of my college students saying, after seeing these high school students do their presentation, say that uh, he really had to step up his game. And he, in fact, did. So, uh, you know, he got some inspiration there. And so I'm also going to pull a call out because... Uh, Felicia and Next Level Technology Foundation has uh, provided Technology Expresso with a couple of complimentary tickets. And I want to offer those to a college student out there that's listening to the show to send me an email immediately as soon as you hear this 
be the first to send me an email, tell me what you're pursuing in college, and you could uh, receive one of those complimentary tickets. Uh, I'm doing this for the college students because I know sometimes $75 might look steep, but um, for listening and uh, for bettering yourself just through by listening to Technology Expresso and being one of our followers, you get this uh, special opportunity. So um, I, I just wanted to put that out there and thank you, Felicia, for uh, you know offering that opportunity for us to offer that to our audience. Absolutely. You're welcome, you're welcome Jacqueline, because you and David and Technology Espresso, you all have been such great supporters of uh, BDPA from a national organization, even the local chapter, Atlanta chapter, and then of course Next Level Technology uh, Foundation. So to me, that is the least that we could do with those complimentary tickets. And actually, I'm feeling so generous and so excited about everything. I am uh, willing to uh, add an additional uh, three tickets to what we had uh, stated and perhaps have a social media contest. Oh. And someone uh, go ahead and tweet the hashtag Minority IT Forum. Uh, the first um, three people who listen to this and that goes out, um, then of course we can offer those three tickets. What do you think about that, Jacqueline? Oh, wow. I love it. I love wow. it. Let's get them engaged and that spreads the message even more. So absolutely, hashtag Minority IT Forum. So we'll make sure that that message gets out there. Um, so very excited about that. Thank you, uh, Felicia. Always wow. so generous. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we so, are going to pack the house. <laughs> always, always. And Technology Expresso will be there. Definitely. We'll be doing the media coverage. So please come out, stop by, and see us. But I, just a few more minutes uh, and want to turn it back to M. Cole and, and had just a, a couple of more questions. Um, and again, for you to give them just a few sound bites of what they're going to hear um, on Thursday. And one is, is, is part of the space you're in uh, touches upon the Internet of Things. And so, you know, we have people at different levels throughout our community that may or may not quite understand what the Internet of Things uh, is, what it means, what its impact might be. What would you share with them? Oh, yeah, sure. So the uh, easiest way to explain the Internet of Things, or IoT as we call it for short, is, is think of it as a network of physical devices, you know, you know your car, building, uh, different types of those, electronics, uh, your thermostat, even your headphones or speakers. And uh, these uh, devices may, uh, are embedded with uh, software sensors uh, and this provides them a way to communicate to connect to one another where you can send and receive data you know so it's basically taking your uh, everyday devices and appliances and making them smart you know allow them to communicate differently uh, uh, over the air uh, over the internet so that's the best way to explain it Absolutely. And I actually, I have a real life testimonial related to that. <laughs> Just recently, we had an issue with our wash machine and it was because our computer went down in the wash machine. But the interesting thing was that when it went down, we could push a button and there was a Bluetooth that sent the error codes to the um, 
main office so that they knew because there were actually two they explained to us two computers or two motherboards in our wash machine. So, you know, the, I mean, that's just one example. You know, the refrigerators are getting smarter where they're, they're telling you what when it's time to refill stuff. So, like you said, you know, the Jetsons, that the house in the Jetsons isn't that far off. Um, we're, we're, we're getting there slowly but surely. You know, life is imitating art. Absolutely. Um, and you know, something else that, you know, as, as we were talking about the event and, and there's going to be both young people there and even your, you know, um, and our different panelists who have achieved and, and these young people are going to be looking at their, our panelists in awe and, and already planning what they want to do. And, um, you know, and, and our young, our next generation already has that entrepreneur bug in them. We're seeing it even in, in high school, them starting their business. We have young people in our HSCC uh, program, even before they go to college, have businesses and are accomplished. And so very, very impressive. Just the, you know, um, and, and love to see that spark. And I, I like to ask this, this question uh, in a kind of a different way. And how I put it is, if you could maybe go back 10 years, maybe maybe a few more, to a younger version of yourself. Now knowing some of the things that you know and you've experienced, what's some of the advice? How would you mentor yourself or what type of advice would you give yourself? Well, the first thing I would say is that um, uh, don't view knowledge only as being power, but uh, view execution as power. You know, um, you can have all the knowledge in the world and everything within your hands, but if you don't do anything with it, uh, I mean, you're doing yourself a disservice. And it's not about doing the right thing, about doing the, you know, having the exact formula or the or the, or the, the key that you need, you know, to be successful, but it's the fact that execution is about moving, it's about doing, it, it, it's, it's actionable, and you're gonna get some type of output and the output may be the right answer or it may be something that you learn from. So the more you get into the habit of being a person who can execute, you know, who's not afraid to just make a decision or to send that one email, you know, from that person you met at a networking event versus waiting until, you know, a month or two or three or never. You know, it's about, uh, that's one thing I would tell my, my younger self is to do that more. So it'd be a part of my subconscious. So it's something that I do because it's a part of my makeup and who I am versus something I gotta plan to do and make sure I don't forget. So that's one key thing that I would definitely tell myself, uh, my younger self. I like it, I like it a lot. Well, you know, again, I I appreciate the, the time that you spent with us this, this evening. Absolutely, absolutely. And this is this is just, like I said, the tip of the iceberg. I know a lot more will, will come out as we have, uh, bring all of our panelists together and, and talk through, uh, you know, past, present, and the future uh, around STEM in general and at large. And, and then also just the different pathways to help inspire uh, young people and, and inspire people who even where they are might be in transition or have always wanted to uh, step out and be an entrepreneur and just need to hear that one story that really resonates with them and uh, allows them to fulfill their uh, vision and their passions and and that's what it's all about that's why we do what we do so I just want to thank M. Cole 
uh, Jones for our time together. And maybe, maybe on the panel, I'm going to leave this for the panel. Maybe you'll even tell us what the M and M Cole stands for. <laughs> but I'll just leave it. I'll, I'll put that teaser. Felicia yeah, knows yeah. I like to put tease people. We, we, we might have to reach back to his mama for that <laughs> one. <laughs> So, so that might be the bonus round question. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> bonus round, absolutely. If you, if you come out uh, and uh, if you listen to this, um, you know I'll respond here. You come out and you ask me that question. I'll be sure to give you the answer. There you go. There you go. So I love it. I love it. And uh, again, Felicia, you know, thank you for bringing uh, M. Cole to us and allowing us the, the opportunity, the exclusive to kind of preview what's to come with the uh, IT Minority Executive Forum. We're looking forward to it on Thursday and looking forward to meeting uh, some of our listeners there and all the people that come out to uh, support this great cause. Any final words, Felicia? Um, no, I'm just all excited about uh, seeing everyone who's out there listening to this, seeing them on Thursday night at 6 o'clock. I'll be there, the one with the big, huge smile on my face. Um, and, of course, greeting you and saying hello. Um, I want to thank M. Cole Jones again for um, uh, agreeing to being one of the panelists. This was also networking at its uh, best. I was able to meet him at a different event, and we made a connection there. And, of course, he's, you know, decided to share his experience and stuff and help uh, to other people along the way. So thank you, uh, M. Cole. I really appreciate that. And uh, Jacqueline David, as always, thanks for the uh, support from uh, Technology Espresso. Absolutely, absolutely. Absolutely. And with that, we just want to thank our audience and uh, look forward to seeing you and, you know, just continue uh, to connect and stay in touch here with Technology Expresso. And uh, as you know, our, our favorite tagline, remember to listen, learn, leverage, launch. Thank you, everyone. Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.